Welcome to You Should Get a License, the number one source for anyone looking to learn about or join the most underrated opportunity in business today, a career in the insurance industry. Get educated, motivated, and inspired for your journey as you learn both how and why you should get a license. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is Rod Powell and you are now joining the You Should Get a License podcast edition uh, today. Very excited about the guest that we have joining us. Uh, she is a leader in the industry uh, throughout the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, she is a principal. She runs uh, a full service employee benefits firm. Uh, she is also the president of the local local chapter for the National Association of Health Underwriters throughout the state of Virginia as well. And uh, just a, not only a a big voice, you know, in the community, but someone who really cares and uh, someone who is always a a great support system for, you know, newer agents who are coming into the business as well as existing professionals as well. So very excited to have her on the platform. I want to say welcome, welcome to Karen Hudgens with New Hope Benefits. Karen, welcome to the You Should Get a License uh, podcast platform. Welcome. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate you asking me. Thank you. Yes, yes. Look, I know this is a super busy time uh, in employee benefits right now because we are entering uh, the fourth quarter of the year where there are tons of of open enrollments that are happening. So for her to be able to take some time, it really, really means a lot. And uh, we're very, very appreciative for her to share about, about that space. Speaking of, you know, employee benefits fourth quarter, you know, this platform is to talk about the many different market segmentations uh, that we have in our industry. And if you could share a little bit, Karen, about what your specialty is, what you focus on on a day-to-day basis and the area of insurance that you specifically operate in. Okay, that's a lot of questions. So I will admit everyone, this is my very first time ever doing something like this. And I feel like my logo with these, like, I feel like I've got this sunbeam halo going on over my head. So, um, you know, just ignore that. It's going to probably drive me crazy. Um, But what do I do on a day-to-day basis? Well, um, the thing, it's probably going to go back to one of your questions. The things that I love about what I do is that no day is ever the same. Um, It is not a mundane, like, come in and every day is going to go exactly the same way. Um, So um, I founded New Hope Benefits back in 2016. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Um, but we are a full-service brokerage um, catering to small to mid-sized businesses and helping them develop uh, employee benefit strategies. Um, and our promise is that we will make it simple and affordable and um, respond to our clients quickly. Um, it's kind of our claim to fame, or at least that's what our Google reviews seem to <laughs> indicate. Um, and so, um, so basically my role is, um, I'm just, I'm, I, I mean, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, so, um, you know, managing, um, the strategy, the overall strategy, implementing the strategy, um, uh, going over, um, you know, new, new account renewals, um, and, um, just kind of keeping up on things. And we run a million miles a minute, um, every day, especially right now, it's, it's, you know, it's, we're, we're busy <laughs> right up until the minute you called. I'm like, fire, fire. So, yes. um, so yeah, so we, um, do all things group health, mental vision, life, disability. We have a whole voluntary, um, benefits, um, division where we focus on, um, helping to bridge in the gap. So we know that medical doesn't pay for everything. And so we want to equip our, our our workforce and the American worker with as many financial protections as they can get their hands on um, to ensure that, you know, what their medical isn't paying for, loss of work, loss of time, hospital bills, that they have um, access to those financial protections to be able to help them out so that uh, they're not going bankrupt. So. Absolutely. You know, um, Karen, I'm really, you know, fascinated with with this space, with employee benefit space. As you know, this is the area that I work in as well. And, you know, it's 
it's a, 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 a segment where, you know, when people think of insurance, they don't often think about, you know, employees or, or worksite. They think individual one-on-one -on -one conversations. You know, I'm going to become a, a life insurance agent. I'm going to talk to someone at their kitchen table and, you know, have dinner for two, three hours. Um, when dealing in the in employee benefits, what do you find is, is I guess, the, the biggest difference from, from marketing worksite versus going individual to person to person? Um, well, that's a great question. And it's one that comes up often whenever we are looking to bring on new agents. Um, I think, you know, we believe in um, working smart, not hard, right? Or we work hard, but, you know, we want to work smart. Um, and they make fun of me because I guess it's work smarter, not harder or work I don't know what the whole thing is, but they make fun of me whenever I say it. So anyhow, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in the business and you, let's just say you're, you're marketing to individuals. Well, you know, you've got to go find how many individuals in order, you know, like everything is based on numbers and sales, right? And so how many individuals do you need to meet with in order to get one policy, one life insurance policy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you beat the pavement, you know, every day trying to find, you know, whatever your, your close ratio is, let's just say it's one in four, right? So you've got to meet four people in order to get one policy. Um, and so the same goes with, uh, I guess, on the flip side of that, you know, when you're working in the group side, you know, you may go meet with four business owners. And if one business owner says yes, and that business has 20 employees, well, that's what I mean by working smart, right? So wouldn't you rather meet with a decision maker that can introduce you to 20 people versus beating the pavement and trying to find 20 people, right? Um, so, you know, that's what I, I mean, we do, we do individual on, on, uh, you know, kind of referral basis and people find us and I don't turn it away simply because I want people to make sure, I want to make sure that people are getting correct information. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there and not everything is completely legit. Um, but I just figure, you know, I would rather meet with four business owners with 20 employees each than trying to go and find 20 individuals that might need to let that where maybe one needs a life insurance policy. Hey, it, it, it makes sense. So, you know, it, it really does encompass that, that work smarter, you know, not harder uh, philosophy right. because, you know, you go to that and you don't have to take your gas and go from place to place to place to place. You know, you can mm -hmm. be at that one work site uh, location and you can see all 20 of those people uh, at one time. No, it's a mm -hmm. great, you know, great model. Especially now, gas is too expensive. You don't want to be running around all over town trying to find 20 individuals. <laughs> When you can go to one business that has 20 employees, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I want to I want to get more into that. I want to talk more about you know your agency, how that developed, how you really you know joined the industry. But I want to take a moment and go go all the way back. I'm calling this you know my memory moment because I always ask this question, but I didn't have a name for it. It's going to be called the memory moment. So the memory moment is I want you to take me back nine years old, Karen Hudgens. What did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, nine years old. Um, so when I was nine years old, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, and I actually had an opportunity to be able to go spend a day in a veterinarian's office and just kind of, you know, observe. And it's kind of a gross story. But um, in the end, in the, the, the middle of the day, right, they, on this particular day, they closed you know, to all new patients and they do surgeries. And so on this day, they were doing just plain old dental surgery and they had to, you know, obviously put anesthesia, do anesthesia for the dog. Um, and so the dog was out. I mean, the dog was fine. Um, but, the, and this is what I remember, granted, I was nine years old, but what I remember is, is that when you put like an animal, like not to sleep, but like just to sleepy land, right? Their tongue will come out like a foot long. And it was like, un I mean, they were able to like, just pull the dog's tongue to go and clean the teeth. And I was like, 
I, I still remember just how disgusting it was. And they ordered lunch. And I remember they had alfalfa sprouts on the tuna sandwiches. And I thought that was disgusting. And so like now I'm like completely like triggered by alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> I cannot eat alfalfa sprouts. So like I attribute that to like dog um, hanging out. Um, and I was just so sick to my stomach the rest of the day. I couldn't make it. I was like, nope, I'm not going to be a veterinarian. And I just quickly lost sight of that. Nothing to do with needles. Have huge, huge um, uh, a fear of needles. <laughs> um, can't watch them on TV, you know, nothing. Um, so that was the end of the veterinarian streak. Um, and so if we were to kind of fast forward um, into my whole story, um, I, I did grow up in New England um, and I'm very sad for my Red Sox, but you know, when the leaves turn brown, we have a saying, they won't be around and they yeah. held up to the, to the old saying, but um, anyhow, um, so I grew up in New England and went to a state college in upstate um, New Hampshire. Um, I was a psychology major um, and uh, loved college, um, came back after college and um, actually went into telemarketing for my first job, selling extended warranties on kitchen appliances, and I was number one and cold calling and, and selling these extended warranty, believe it or not, by in the evenings for a company called Leachmere. Anybody remembers Leachmere? So are you um, sympathetic when you're getting those calls? Because I know you're getting those calls still right now, especially for your car, right? Don't they call you for your car? Uh, oh, yeah, we've been trying to. Yeah, we've been <laughs> trying to contact you about your toaster ovens extended warranty. That's what I did. Um, and so <laughs> um, in any case, um, so I my first job, uh, I what I went to work for a research organization and I started as a human resources coordinator, which kind of began my trajectory of my career in HR management. And so um, I started off as an HR coordinator, got into HRIS um, systems and recruiting systems. Um, and I will also state I hated benefits. I hated insurance. It was definitely the one thing that I knew I would never, ever, ever, ever do. Mm. Um, and then moved on to a contract research organization that actually was in um, pharmaceutical testing um, and was there for a number of years. And, um, you know, in human resources, you're either a generalist or you're a specialist. You're a generalist and you're a specialist. It's always is like the cyclical cycle. Well, when I was over there, believe it or not, found myself in benefits. Um, and so I was managing kind of self-funded plans and, and the financial aspects of that and um, um, moved on from there and worked, um, gosh, I don't even remember what, like, after that. Um, where, oh, they, oh, so, yes, I was there. So, um, so I often joke, you know, I heard by that time I was in, in HR and I heard Virginia was for lovers. So I came down here, I found myself a husband and the company I was working for fully relocated me for a newly acquired organization to implement their standard of operating procedures, new hire, open enrollments and all that other stuff in this new location. And um, so I, uh, I got married and was working there and eventually um, moved on um, and started just doing some freelance HR work, consulting work um, with a consulting company. Um, and um, that consulting company ended up uh, uh, closing down. So I ended up working for one of my clients in government contracting, which was really big in Northern, I was living in Northern Virginia at the time, um, got married. And um, at the point where we decided that we thought we might want to start a family, I um, got into uh, selling lipstick, uh, direct sales. Never got a pink Cadillac, but I did earn two cars, a couple of diamond rings, All right. and uh, built a sales team of about 50 women. Um, and so we did, so I was working full-time. I left corporate America um, after a couple of years and worked my lipstick business for a number of years. Um, and when we were living in Northern Virginia, when the kids were one and three, we decided that we didn't want to bring them up in traffic and we moved to the Richmond area. Um, and so um, when my youngest was about to go into kindergarten, um, I can't talk right now. Um, 
when my youngest was about to go into kindergarten, I realized that the good Lord did not design this woman to be staying home and teaching ABCs and one, two, threes and getting and being home for the three o'clock test. She needed to go back to work in a corporate world in an office. Um, and so I kind of just um, fell back on my roots and went into benefit administration. I just wanted to push paper, do enrollment, you know, um, process, process paper and um, make enough money so I could pay my mortgage and shop at Wegmans. That's all I wanted to do. And so um, I ended up starting uh, working for a, a small brokerage. Um, it was just the two of us and the Affordable Care Act passed. And we realized that as a small brokerage, we needed to align ourselves with a larger agency um, that might give us more resources to be able to do more things and go after bigger fish because we really weren't, wasn't sure what the future of, of the, the group benefits might be. Um, so we went over there and um, over the course of the three years that I was at this larger in, um, national organization, um, I learned a ton. And, um, and, um, and after about two years or so, my, one of my mentors came to me and said, you know, we really want you to sell. And I said, well, I don't want to sell. I want to do it because I enjoy it, but I don't want to do it because I have to. And um, I was talking with one of um, a mentor, a friend of mine, and I'm always very appreciative of her. Um, and she had asked me, she said, well, in 18 months, if you were to keep on doing the things that you're doing now, what do you see yourself? And I said, well, they'll, you know, give me a 3% raise, they'll increase my health insurance rates by 5%, and I'll constantly go in the hole and 2%. And so um, she goes, well, she goes, if you go into sales, where do you see yourself? And I said, well, um, I, you know, the sky's the limit. If it's to be, it's up to me. And, um, you know, I'm in control. And she said, well, I think you need, I think you know what you need to do. You need to go back into sales. And I was like, all right. So I finally acquiesced. I said, all right, I'll, I'll become a producer and started producing for that company. Um, and through a series of, um, different, uh, uh, management changes, um, found myself in a position, um, about nine months later, um, where they came to me and they said, we're sorry, Karen, but we've lost our confidence in your ability to sell. And I'm like, really? I said, that's interesting. Um, and I said, and they said, well, interesting. Why is that? And I said, well, I said, you know, for this past year, I really just feel like God has had me. I'm a Christian, all disclaimer. Um, but I really felt like God had me on the brink of something bigger. And, um, you know, my, my my God has promised me a life of abundance and not of toxicity, honestly. Um, and I just think that he has something bigger for me and I don't know what it is. And, you know, I remember the elevator doors closing and they said, good luck. And I said, no, no, good luck to you. Um, and uh, so in case any of them are listening, I'll hold back on the rest of that story, but feel free to contact me and I'll give you all the ins and the outs of what really happened. Um, so I went home and, um, you know, just started praying about like, what, do, what's next, you know, like, I don't, I have no idea. And so where I live, there's a huge reservoir and I was walking along the reservoir one day, which I now refer to the shores of Galilee. And, um, all of a sudden I just started running these numbers in my head. And, um, and I was like, wow, I think, you know, I called my husband and I said, I think God wants me to open up my own brokerage. And I had interviewed with a couple of different brokers, um, and a couple of different organizations, and, um, you know, I just kind of felt like I was starting at ground zero and why would I start at ground zero and still be putting money into somebody else's pocket, right? Why would I go and take 30% when I could keep a hundred percent and bonus, right? So, um, I started, um, just kind of crunching some numbers and called up my husband and told him what I thought was going on. And the reason why you see the sunbeams behind my head is because I walked out onto this deck and I have this little saying called God kisses. And um, when the sunbeams come through the clouds or, um, and you just see those beautiful beams coming through, I call them my God kisses. And it's just a, a wonderful reminder to me that God is in control. And, um, and all of a sudden it just hit me like, oh, New Hope Benefits and Consulting. Let's go back and give New Hope back to small businesses that are getting tossed off to the side by these larger agencies. Not to say anything bad about the larger agencies, but you know, smaller businesses just don't get the time and the handholding um, 
from from larger entities than they might get from a smaller brokerage. And let's just kind of flip the model and do things different. And um, my husband said, well, can you do that? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, what do you need? And I said, $500 to get a laptop. And he goes, okay, well, here's $500. Go get yourself a laptop. And within 24 hours, we had New Hope Benefits approved with the SEC, the Bureau of Insurance, all my lines of authority had been transferred over. It never happens that, that easily. Um, and just the most wonderful people started coming into my lives to help me and mentor me. Um, um, you know, if I were to do any shout outs of Deb Stocks, Deb, Dottie Allen, Ashley Core, Chris Rencar, Lindsay Waters, um, just amazing, amazing people that um, just kind of came across um, my path if I had hadn't already known them and just walked me through and helped me get started. Um, and so now we're here five years later, um, October 1st uh, is, was our five-year anniversary and uh, we're still rocking and rolling. We've um, got a, a full-time um, worksite uh, benefits uh, producer. We've got one coming on. We've got an account manager that's just um, uh, started with us about a month ago, a new account manager. Um, and so, you know, we've really been providing opportunities for people to kind of get their feet wet and learn. We know that they're not going to retire and stay with us forever, although we would love for them to. But I just believe that if you help enough people get what they want, they're going to help you get what you want. And so, you know, continually pay it forward. Um, you know, if it's here for three months and I can teach you something to help you and your family be more successful with somebody else, then, you know, I've done my job. And so when I go to heaven and I wake up one morning and I'm facing my Lord and Savior, I hope I can honestly say that I gave, you know, I used everything you gave me and I, and I listened. So, um, so that's what I, that's what I hope. And so New Hope Benefits is really just kind of based on giving new hope back to, to small businesses and being able to do things different and give them tools and resources. I always like to say, we want to give you big benefits at a small, small benefit budget. So, um, so that's kind of what we've done. No, I, I, I love that story. Um, I remember when, when you, when you shared it with me, I mean, it was, it was like a, a wow moment. So I can't, you know, wait until, you know, people can, can hear that because there's a, there's a lot in there. One, you, you have something that's divinely inspired, you know, connected to, you know, your, your spiritual walk, but it's also, uh, something that says, you know, don't, don't be afraid, right? A lot of times when you speak, when, when people say they have faith in, in something or faith in themselves, faith in God, you know, they still have worries, but in your story, there was no worry, you know, when, uh -huh. when you went through that transition, it was like, okay, Hey, you know, I know God has a plan. This is a part of the plan. Let's keep yep. going. And yep. you just took everything that that came to you after that and utilized that, you know, to build your business. I just, I, I, look, I, I think that's phenomenal. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and just, thank you. like I said, it moves me, you know, just, just uh -huh. hearing, gets me a little watery, like just listening to you. Oh. Tell <laughs> uh, so I, I want to, you know, kind of, kind of go back a little bit. Now, you but I want to add just one thing, right. And this is very important, you know, back when I started my career, insurance was not the thing I wanted to do, right? And then found myself in benefits, right? Now I'm in insurance. Now I own an agency. Oh my gosh, right? And then, you know, it's like, I didn't want to sell. I didn't want to sell. I didn't want to sell. Somebody kind of pointed it out and I went back and started selling and now we're successful. And then there's been other pieces where, no, I don't want to do that. Or I don't want to recruit, train and develop. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But then I find myself doing it and we become successful in it. And so the overall... I guess the overall arching um, kind of uh, lesson there is that the thing that you resist the most is sometimes the things that you would be most successful at, right? Um, and I've seen it time and time again in my story, you know, resisting insurance. Now I own an agency, resisting selling. Now I'm, that's what I do, resisting training, recruiting, and developing people. And, you know, that's a huge part of, of what we do on our voluntary work site um, side. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're on the fence about, you know, should I get into insurance and or you, and, you know, insurance is not for me. Oh no, blah, 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 you know. Um, once again, remember, sometimes the thing that you resist the most is the thing that you'll be most successful at. And God doesn't allow you to move on in your story and in 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 His story, right? His story, history. Um, he doesn't allow you to move on until you master where you're at, right? And so it is a process, 
Um, but each step of the way can be so extremely rewarding, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You, you mentioned, you know, a few individuals that, you know, helped you early in your career. Um, you mentioned Ashley, you mentioned Chris, uh, Ashley Core and Chris Rinkar, you know, shout out to, to uh, Vehu, you know, and uh, we want to, I want to talk about that as well. Both great, great people. And um, you said, hey, look, once you put yourself out there, these people started coming to you to help you along the way in your journey as well. So can you, you know, speak to just, okay, so you, you majored in, you said psychology, right? You majored in, mm-hmm. okay, so you majored in psychology. How'd you get from psychology to working in HR? I think um, I interviewed. Okay. You know, right. I, think, <laughs> so I you never really did anything with the psychology thing. It was like I started in business management, believe it or not, okay. and found myself always reading and interested in what my roommate was doing when she was studying and she would start, you know, talking about all the psychology stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... So I ended up changing my major because <laughs> I liked what she was doing better. Um, but, you know, psychology is just the study of people and human resources is working with people. Um, and I can't honestly say that anything from my degree other than young people, algebra does come back into my life like every day, trying to find the difference in the percentage. Um, so algebra is important. Pay attention. Um, but um, in any case, um, you know, I, I can't honestly say that I, anything in my degree, you know, lended a hand to my to my success other than the fact that I had a degree. Right. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about um, starting a career in insurance is that maybe you do have a degree and that's fantastic, right? Um, but maybe that degree just didn't get you where you wanted to go, right? My husband has a has a degree in communications. Now, if he could be a baseball um, commentator or baseball announcer, he's a fantastic voice for it. But that's not going to pay the bills either, right? That's more like a hobby. Um, so he has a degree in, in communications. And when I met him, he we joke, he was selling trash cans. He was really doing like document destruction, but he was selling trash cans. And I said, nope, I said, I can't marry somebody who sells trash cans for a living. And so he got into, into recruiting and he's a, a, a very great recruiting manager for a very large company here in Virginia. Um, however, um, um, Where's I going? So, so if you have a degree, that's fantastic. But like I said, maybe that degree didn't get you where you wanted to go. Maybe you're not doing, or maybe you did get into something that you wanted to do and you realized it wasn't all that, it's not all that, right? And and you're not really enjoying it. Um, So, um, so if you don't have a degree and you're looking for something, it's okay too, because you don't need to have a degree to get into insurance. You do have to pass background check, right? So you can't have any felony charges. Um, but you know, even if you don't have a degree, that piece of paper is something tangible and it's a, it's a highly coveted, um, license that lots and lots of employers are looking for. And so, you know, maybe you just weren't fortunate enough to, fortunate enough to be able to go to college and, and that's okay. We really don't care, you know, if you have a degree or if you don't have a degree, if you can get a license, your license is the license to drive, literally, you know, license to sell, license to do whatever you want. You know, um, and people will be calling you and you'll be getting emails every single day about, hey, we think you would be great. Come work for us. And that's another, like, I don't want to do car insurance. I don't want to do home insurance. Again, resisting. Right. I looked at it, but yeah, I'm still resisting that one. I'm not no, I, you know, no, you, you, you spoke exactly to, uh, you know, wh- what I really wanted to highlight is that, you know, where, where you start really I don't want to say is, is is irrelevant because everything that you go through kind of adds to you know who you become, but you know you, you can really start from just about about anywhere and still end up in this industry and have success in this industry as well. So you know you started with psychology, you went to human resources, you were very resistant, you know, to uh, insurance and, and benefits specifically, but yet you ended up in the benefit side, resistant to sales, which is also interesting because you had success in sales, in your early uh, telemarketing career, and mm-hmm. in your network marketing career as well, uh, but still found yourself, you know, back on that side with employee benefits. It's just amazing how things just kind of come back, you know, f- full circle. Um, 
So, so working for, so working for a brokerage and, and let's talk about like being, a, being a broker. Cause you're, you're a broker now, you know, you're full service, you're doing, you know, the core benefits, you're doing the, the, the voluntary. And when we talk about voluntary, we're talking about those, those other coverages that kind of pair alongside, you know, the core, which is the major medical you're doing everything. What's the difference between someone who is a broker versus someone who is simply an independent agent? Yeah, so, um, you know, it, I think a lot of that just kind of varies, you know, on, on what kind of lines you're representing, right? Um, I know I've seen a lot in the personal lines, um, personal and commercial lines, which is like home, auto, life, um, business, commercial, insurance. A lot of times um, there, and, and a little bit on what we do, you're, you're held captive, right? So if you're an agent that's held what's called captive, um, you can only represent the products of the, the company you, rep, you represent, right? And that was one of my big things was that if I was to, you know, work with certain carriers, I didn't want to be held captive, right? Meaning I couldn't sell other carriers. Now, I do have preferred carriers I do work with, and there are some that I only work with only because of I believe in the company. Mm -hmm. um, but um, there, um, you know, being an agent, um, you know, you can represent separate, you know, different, different lines. Um, but being a broker, you are basically a representative of every, every carrier that you represent. Right. So you could be an independent agent and a broker. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, as a brokerage, I think maybe we just probably bring more to the table in terms of service um, and consulting, if you will, than maybe just an independent agent. An independent agent writes the policy, sets it, and forgets it, maybe, you know. Um, and I'm sure there's some agents out there that don't, you know, they probably are there to service it. But we, um, you know, we're probably more along the lines of a consultant as well, um, keeping people, um, you know, compliant and bringing tools and resources to the table that, you know, an independent agent may not necessarily um, invest in. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So you're going to have the other admin resources that you can kind of back up your clients with. And you mentioned, you know, the consulting aspect. So, so you're, you're really working kind of alongside them and you can look at all those carriers and say, hey, do you like this? Do you like this? Maybe mm -hmm. this one works better for you versus if you were you know, solely just the independent agent, you're coming in and saying, hey, look, this is what we got. This is what yeah. the option yeah, is. Yeah, we'll always show, we always show like, especially on medical, um, we'll always show all the different options. So that, you know, a big thing of ours is making sure that you're making educated decisions. So. We want to show you, you know, that carrier A, the reason why their pricing looks like this is because if you compare it to, you know, carrier B, this is where they're different, you know, and you've got networks and hospitals and access and different pharmacy formularies and in and out of network and, you know, um, preferred providers and gated networks. There's all these different things that kind of play into how that premium can be affected based on, you know, how robust your your coverages and so and then there's alternate programs that are out there as well that you want to look at that that you know bring in different aspects that possibly can affect price and, and benefit plans and so um you know we're consulting from from a, an aspect of you know this is everything that's available now you know there's paths to least resistance and then there's paths that require a lot of work mm -hmm. you know so what's important to you you know and so, kind of you know, we want to make sure they see all the options every year. You're guiding that decision-making process. Okay. That's right. You know, it's, I, I just wanted to, to bring that up because sometimes the question gets asked, oh, well, you know, what's the difference between a broker, you know, and an agent, you know, so I, I wanted to make sure I had a, had a broker to explain that, you know, mm -hmm. that difference, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. both, you know, have, have that idea. Um, I want to shift, just shift gears, you know, just, just a little bit, because now, you know, you're at a place in your career, you know, with all of your experiences, um, where you're actually taking on other responsibilities as, uh, the, as I mentioned earlier, introducing you, you know, president of, of, the, of the local NAHU, uh, which is VEHU, Virginia Association of Health Underwriters. How, how'd that come about? How'd you get involved with trade organizations, specifically with, with NAHU? And, mm -hmm. um, 
what does that really mean, you know, for, for a new agent or existing agent to get involved with trade organizations like that? Sure. Um, so I had heard about um, they, the National Association of Health Underwriters, VEHU, years and years ago. VEHU is our, our state chapter, and then we've got um, uh, four local regional chapters within the state, um, and Eastern Piedmont, Southwest, and um, the Central Virginia, which also encompasses Northern Virginia. Um, and when I was working for the larger agency, I'd heard about it, and I just didn't really see the value um, from a membership um, because I had a legislative team that was keeping me up to date. I had all of the resources um, uh, available, you know, somewhat to me. I had um, a wonderful, wonderful mentor, two, two wonderful, three wonderful mentors um, at my agency. And so actually four now, I, I mean, I keep thinking there's like four of them. Um, and so, um, you know, I just didn't really kind of see the need um, to get involved in, in an agency like that. So when I started out on my own, um, I did receive numerous calls from, if they ever watch this, they know who they are, um, to come and join Behu, be our secretary, do this, do that. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. But then I realized, you know, as a smaller agency, I don't have all those resources. I don't have a compliance team and a legislative team and, um, an advocacy team that's really going out and advocating for my for my career and my business right now. Um, and so how was I gonna stay up to date on what was going on legislatively? Because our world changes like daily. I mean, daily, not only from the state level, but also from the national level. And so, um, so how was I gonna stay up to date on all of that? So, um, uh, one of my broker broker friends invited me to our conference, um, which is held in Virginia Beach in June. Um, and I went down to the conference and um, and a representative um, or, or kind of like a, the, the he's now on the board of trustees, but he basically came to me and said, why aren't you a member? Why aren't you a member? You need to get involved. You need to get involved. And I saw all of the benefits that would come about from professional development to um, compliance to legislative um, issues, um, networking, and the, one of the, my most favorite things about um, the association is just getting together with other brokers to share ideas. I mean, we've got a, a circle of, of brokers and agents that, you know, if you're having a problem or you have a question or you can't find an answer, it's a simple phone call, text message, or an email saying, hey, I, I need a template for this, or I've got this question or I'm having a, a problem with this carrier and somebody out there has gone through it. And so even though we all do the same things and we all compete with one another, there is a sense of camaraderie uh, within the organization that we're really here to just help one another, right? Um, and so um, so I ended up joining at conference um, and agreed to um, uh, become this after a year, the incoming president at that time, who was Ashley, um, needed a secretary, and we had done some some work together. And I felt like I couldn't say no. And um, <laughs> so he said, "I need a secretary for my board." And I said, "Okay, well, I'll jump in. I mean, I can take notes, you know, once a month and write them up and post them to a Google Drive." And little did I know that he was not only president of the of the state chapter, but he was also president of the local chapter. So I found myself being secretary for both. Without even <laughs> um, so being secretary, I think I think it was like two years. Um, you know, I got to see things from the regional level and also from the state level. And so he was looking for his replacement. You know, the the president elect, if you will, and. Um, having worked with him for two years, um, you know, just kind of worked for a year, really, it was really a year at the state level, um, having working with him, um, you know, just started jotting down, like, this is what the new president needs to do. This is, and I just started writing down all these ideas. And what if you did it this way? And if you did it that way, and I just like started just dumping down onto a cocktail napkin. And Ashley um, said after lunch, she goes, well, it looks like you have your strategic plan all set. Welcome, Mr. President, you've been hired. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, once I had it kind of like all written down, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. 
And so um, then the pandemic, you know, so that was in like July of 2019, then the pandemic hit. So that just turned everything upside down, trying to manage an association um, during a pandemic. Um, and then, um, you know, just having getting, you know, getting your feet wet in the first year, you're like, okay, wait, I can't stop now. There's way too much to do. There's more stuff that we can do. And so I ended up, um, I really think that the president position is a, is a two-year um, commitment. Um, you're just getting started in your first year and second year, you're ready to rock and roll. Um, so I ended up doing a second term um, for this year and, um, you know, just making sure everybody has what they, what they need. And, um, you know, I, we have a, we're planning a great conference. I know you're, you're helping out with that. And, um, um, you know, just my whole, my whole um, vision for this year is that agents like me, right, smaller micro agencies or independent agents or independent brokers or whatever you want to call them, that we are more equipped when we leave conference next year than we've ever been. Um, our world is changing so quickly and our, we don't know what the future is right now. Um, you know, there's um, public options and state, you know, exchanges and there's all kinds of talk of, you know, another, you know, revamping of healthcare reform. We don't know what that's going to look like and that affects our future and our, and, and our livelihoods. Um, and so what can we do to pivot and basically go beyond that, go beyond the status quo, right? And, um, you know, be able to be prepared to have the conversations with, you know, larger groups or small groups or whoever, be it just equipping our agents to be able to have conversations that they weren't equipped to have when they first arrived to our conference. And so all of our programming um, in 2022 is really, I'm really trying to um, drive us um, so that we are able to accomplish that, right? Um, whether it's self-funding or captives or, you know, we have reference-based pricing and there's all these different models that are floating around there. And, and you know, how do you design a self-funded plan, you know, and who can pull it all together and who does claim mitigation and what is, you know, um, guided networks and all these new terms that are coming about, you know, that you see them in your emails, but you don't necessarily have time to read them, right? So let's pull all of our programming together. Our legislative team is doing an amazing job um, with, um, we've got General Assembly opening um, very soon, so we'll have a better idea of what topics that we're going to be advocating for. NAHU on the national level does a fantastic job of advocating on the national level for change. Um, you know, uh, members, the membership value is, is amazing, you know, whether it's from a networking perspective, professional development, leadership development, um, you know, benefit perks of just being a member. Um, there's just so much that is jammed in there that, you know, I, I wish that, you know, we need to do a better job of making sure that our members are fully aware of, of, of how much is available to them at their fingertips um, because they are members. Yeah, so. yeah. No, you know, I, I think a, a couple of things that you touched on there, you know, the fact that, you know, in, we're in Virginia. So, you know, we're, we're a part of the Virginia Association of Health Underwriters, but, you know, wherever someone is, is listening, because you know the listenership, you know, for this is is definitely U.S. wide and and, and worldwide even. But yeah. for those who are U.S. based, um, you know, your state the has a chapter. Association of Health Underwriters is is an organization that you can access wherever you are uh, in That's the country. Right. Uh, what would you say is is the benefit for you know someone who is newly licensed? If they're newly licensed, they're in the life and health space. Um, where could they find some benefit in either VEHU if they're local to Virginia or NEHU in their own local chapter, wherever they are? So where, all right, so what was the question again? If they're newly licensed, I'm saying, where so, would they so go? So someone, yes, for, so for a newer agent, you know, kind of just joining the industry, what benefits might they find joining either Virginia's uh, NEHU? Any of the state uh, chapters here, across the nation. Or absolutely. nationally, wherever they are. Yeah, every, so every state has a chapter, okay? Um, every state has a chapter. Um, 
and pretty much the benefits are the same across the board. Um, so you've got advocacy, you've got legislative, you've got um, your membership benefits, you've got your networking benefits, you've got um, the advocacy, um, and then most importantly, your professional development. Um, we NAHU has a um, fantastic, um, uh, there's a, a leadership development um, course that starts up. It's a 12 module course that is brand new this year. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're looking to get into leadership, um, any type of leadership, it's a great, great program that they've put together. Um, there's also um, the, all of the professional development. We've got the Registered Employee Benefit Consulting course um, that you can um, go and get some letters. I always wanted letters after my name, so I do have the certification, <laughs> REBC. Um, you can become a, a, a you know, certified registered underwriter, the registered health underwriter, the RHU. Um, but then there's also kinds all different kinds of certifications. So if you wanted to get certified in self-funding or worksite benefits or wellness programs or um, gosh, there's probably I don't know how many a lot um, of certifications, yeah. but um, all there's there's just tons of them. Um, there, if you're you know want to go into an account manager, there's a certification for account managers. There's certified for health consultants. There's um, certifications like all over the place. So if you're new to the industry, Nehu is a great place to go, um, state and local, um, state and national chapters, um, simply from the professional development standpoint. Um, there are certain states that also have um, an organization, it's called the Vanguard um, Committee or the Vanguard Program, um, which is kind of being renamed to kind of emerging leaders. And um, so this is a great program for brand new um, insurance people to be mentored by people who have um, been in the industry for a while, as well as carriers. Um, so you can go and get a license, but you know, God bless you, you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's, that's 100% true, right? When you that's go and pass you the know, test. Like you need to be able to go somewhere <laughs> to go and get the information you need in order to know what is going That's on right. because the license is just the license it's not real life you know yeah. so um so in any case um just like sherm has their you know certifications for um health professionals um nehu has our our, our um registered employee benefit consultant rebc um certification um as well and so in the account manager certification so um so all kinds of wonderful, wonderful professional development opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, just to, to kind of co-sign uh, that, you know, the, the programs that Nehu has uh, from a CE standpoint, I know that, you know, Virginia tip, you know, regularly has, you know, meeting for the CE, but uh, what Nehu has as far as the certifications and, and other professional development opportunities are, are very, very expansive. I'm at, I'm actually working on that REBC right, right now. I'm a couple of classes away i've done uh, most of it i'm 77 1 complete awesome. uh, so but uh yes so so much great information and uh, so much great value there um as we start to kind of shift into uh, the last kind of portion of, of this conversation karen at, at this point look you know you you've transitioned careers you've built an agency that has become successful and in really a relatively short period of time you've taken on roles and responsibilities with a large trade organization throughout the entire state here in, in this region um how do you a couple things how do you stay motivated uh now you know going forward as we continue to move forward like so what what keeps you motivated that's the first question and then the second question is uh What's the dream now? What What's the next step for Karen Hudgens and New Hope? Oh boy, um, I would give away some trade secrets. Uh, so, <laughs> um, what keeps me motivated? Well, I think every day is a new day, right? And um, you know, I just love what I do. You know, and there's a saying that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So I really don't feel like this is work. Um, I, I love coming into work. I love solving problems. I love helping people, right? Um, you know, if if you're looking for a career where helping people is your is your mantra or is is just ingrained in you, you couldn't ask for a better career, honestly. Um, 
you know, it could be, you know, like, I mean, today we had somebody who, whose provider kept on saying, no, your, your insurance is inactive, right? And we knew it was active and helping that employee, you know, have the peace of mind that we've got their back, you know, like, go get well, go figure out what's wrong. We'll take care of stuff with your provider, right? Um, I think, um, you know, I had one time where I came in and um, I learned that one of our insured's uh, wives were diagnosed with breast cancer and um, looked at what the benefits they had and realized that they had applied for a cancer policy. And so I said, well, I said, you've got a cancer policy. That policy is going to pay $10,000 just for your diagnosis. And they said, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That's great, great, great. And so I got them all set up on how to do the claim and everything. So I contacted him a couple of months later and I said, oh, you know, how's your, how's your wife doing? And he, she's like, oh, great. You know, she's going through surgery. She's getting the reconstructive surgery, um, you know, in a couple of weeks. And I said, well, make sure you continue to save all of that documentation and read and submit that up against your claim, because not only do you have that diagnosis benefit, but they're going to pay you along the way of your treatment. So the surgery, the chemo, the radiation, and he, he was absolutely blown away that he was going to continue to receive money that far exceeded what his out-of-pocket medical expenses were um, to help pay for this this breast cancer. Um, and so that, you know, and we've had, um, I mean, it's just a lot of times what we do is not always the, the prettiest, right? Um, but we had another uh, mom call and inform us that um, her son had been killed in a car in a motorcycle accident. Mm. And um, she found all these insurance papers and I don't know what any of this is. So we went on, we looked up what insurance and sure enough, the, the an individual had enough ins life insurance that we had sold him to be able to take care of the funeral costs. And so this mom was now unbelievably relieved that now she has, you know, money to be able to give her son a, a proper burial. Um, you know, so I think that's probably like what I love most. It's not always the best, you know, stories, you know, cancer and dying, you know. Um, but, you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, what what we try to do is ensure that you know, not to toot our own horns, but everybody has the financial protections that they need in order to protect themselves, their family from, from large claims and, and huge expenses. Um, but, um, you know, and then just finding the missing piece of the puzzle, you know, um, you know, getting a five-star Google review, you know, I think it, that's where, um, you know, that's what I love. I, and I love our clients. I mean, they're like family and friends to us. We just, we deeply, deeply care about them. And, um, you know, they just become like family to us, you know? Um, so, and then you ask, so I hope that answers your Let's, question. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. I mean, day, no, I, I, you know, I, I, we never know what we're going to walk into, but you know, that's that's right. my desk never looks the same. You know, that's every day when I leave, but we're not, we may, in some, in some cases we all build the same widget, but we don't all manage the same widget. Um, Touché, yeah. but, uh, in any next case, step, what is the go. future and the next steps for, uh, oh man, you know, I love, I, I, I have tons of ideas of what we can do. You know, I've, I've listened in on podcasts and attend conferences and, you know, I get these ideas, you know, of, you know, what can we do to make things better? And, you know, how can we, you know, help America get healthier? And, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, so we've got a couple of ideas in terms of some new initiatives that we may roll out um, here in the future, but um, nothing, I, nothing is concrete. So I don't really want to put it out there yet. Yeah, no, I get that. So, awesome. 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 You know, and so I think, you know, and then, you know, just build the business so I can sell it. No, just <laughs> sell it and retire. No, um, I mean, I just, I, I love what I do. I just, That's I don't, important. I, and I love to work. Remember, I'm not a stay-at-home mom teaching ABCs and one, two, threes. And so, you know, I think just um, doing what we've done, um, you know, money, money isn't the, the end all to everything, but it certainly gives you choices. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so there's it, it is just as honorable to sell as it is to buy. 
right? Yes, um, and so, you know, the world is your oyster, you know, in sales, insurance, it doesn't matter what kind of sales, right? It pays you in direct proportion to the effort you put forth. And if you're willing to go to work and hit it hard for three to five years, it will take care of you in three to five years, right? Mm -hmm. Build a name for yourself, brand yourself, get your name out there, be top of mind, um, you know, just build, build your business and build your reputation and, you know, everything else will just fall into place. Absolutely. So, so you, you, you mentioned it um, and you said, you said it kind of joking, but you know, it is a very viable opportunity, you know, for an exit strategy and insurance to, get acquired, right? You could sell that book of business. Not only do renewals pay you, I'm but- I'm not doing I mean, that anytime soon. If any of my clients are, don't worry. <laughs> right, right. No, no, but but we're just saying, we're just saying from a business standpoint, you know, this is something yeah. that-, uh, that that's I mean, once with any business owner, every business owner basically starts a business so that, that you know, I want to work, I want to build my business where my business is working so I don't have to. There you go. But I'll always be part of it. I, I I will never I'll never get out. No, I love it. I love it. Do you so? Do you feel like this is um my, my next to last question? Do you feel like having a license or getting that license has changed you or helped you grow as a person? And and we can even we can even uh, kind of encapsulate that into your experience in opening your own agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I um, started um, pushing paper and doing benefits administration back after I went back to work and put my kid into preschool. Um, I went saying that I wasn't going to get a license. I didn't want to get a license because I didn't want to take a test, right? <laughs> Don't make me get licensed. Well, when we got acquired, all right, guess what? I had to go and get a license. Um, and so I studied for the license and I took the test and that was the day. I showed up at the wrong testing center, anxiety, panic attack, the whole nine yards. But anyhow, um, so so again, you know, having the license, it gives you choices, right? It gives you options. You know, I could go, I could be captive. I could work for one agent. I could work for, you know, all the carriers or I could decide and go work for just one carrier. Um, and there's so many different places that a license can take you. You can go into voluntary work site. You can do Medicare. You can do group. You can do individual. You can do a little bit of everything, right? Um, you know, but I would... I would recommend, you know, that finding a mentor in, in the next organization like NAHU to help you get through, because like I said, it changes constantly. Um, and there is, a, there is, you know, there's risk that comes with it. You know, if you sell somebody, you know, a health insurance plan and it doesn't do what you said it was going to be doing, um, you know, you want to make sure you're protected there. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you want to use it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so, you know, yeah, did, did the license change my life? No, but it just it provided me more options and opportunities to be able to do more, you know, with whatever I decided to do. That's what I decided. I could have gone and worked for somebody else and gotten a company car and a sign on bonus, but I'd rather work for me. I'm go. the best boss there is. Yes, yes. So, so I've heard, you know. <laughs> and look, so um, look to to close out. You know, when we met, you you told me about four animals, right? And you were you gave an example of, of these four animals, and you said, "Hey, which animal do you think you are?" So I would like you to talk about those four animals, and then I want you to share what you think is the best animal personality type for an insurance career. Oh, goodness. Um, all right. So there are basically four personality types and they all relate back to a dog. All right. So the first dogs are um, are uh, pit bulls. OK, and pit bulls are the type of dog that will bite first and ask questions later. Right. So they don't need a lot of information to make a decision. Right. They just say, OK, here's my opportunity. I'm either going to bite or I'm gonna go, or, and if I bite, then I'm just gonna figure it out as I go along. You know, we'll, we figure it out, I have to, you know, or we have to, we, just have, we have a say, we have a saying around here that says, oh, you know, we'll figure it out. And anytime somebody says, we'll figure it out, the response is, is we have to. So, um, so the first dog is the pit bull, right? So they don't need a lot of information to make decisions. They see an opportunity and they take it, 
right? Um, the second dog is a Jack Russell, all right? And so Jack Russells are the ones that are like party animals, right? They're super, super um, out there and love to be, they, they just derive their energy from being around people, um, you know, they just want to have fun, right? If it's not fun, then why do it, right? If it doesn't make you happy, why do it? And so, you know, there's there's the Jack Russells that, you know, I want to be with people. I want to be out. I want to be talking. I want to meet people. I want to meet new friends, okay? Um, and everybody loves me. Um, then there are uh, uh, golden retrievers, right? Golden retrievers are super loyal, right? They're all about family. Um, they'll never leave you. Um, they are, um, you know, family family focused. Um, you know, caring, um, just unbelievably loyal. Okay, um, and so they don't make a decision very quickly. Um, but when they do make that decision, they stand by it and they, they, they never waver, right? Um, and then the last is the German Shepherd. So the German Shepherd is the one that walks the perimeter 20 times, make sure all the doors and the windows are locked, right? Um, highly, highly um, compliant, right? They need a lot of information, right? They're not going to just make a decision right on the fly. They need to know why something works, how it works. Why do I need this? When do I need this? What if I don't do it? The pros, the cons, the ifs, blah, 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 right? They need everything. So you've got your um, pit bulls, your Jack Russells, your golden retrievers, and your German shepherds. Um, so if I were to tell you what I am, I'm a pit bull with a little bit of Jack Russell, okay? Um, and, um, and until I had kids I had no golden retriever in me at all um, so I've been able to develop my golden retriever um, and then I'm very very thankful that God creates German shepherds because that's probably I am not a German shepherd I'm I, I'm hire my German shepherds right they're the ones that are making sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all my calculations work right because I think, you know, Jack Russell and German Shepherd, that's just like bipolar opposites. They just don't mesh. Um, so, so that's kind of where, where I am. You'd asked what dog personality works best and there's no answer. They all work. All right. Um, because you, because each dog personality brings something else to the table, right? A pit bull is just to go after it, right? The Energizer Bunny, the, 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 um, uh, the Jack Russell, right? They want to meet people. So they, they're people networkers, right? They just want to be out, 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 you know, like let's have fun, right? Let's meet people. Let's make friends. Um, the German shepherds, they're going to take their time and they're going to be um, because of their loyalty and their family focus. They're, they're going to be ones that are going to be able to position things from how is this not only going to benefit the employer, but how is it going to make an impact on family, right? They can really design their conversations around that. Um, and then your, your German shepherds, right? They're, they're the ones that are just going to make sure that, you know, all, everything is in place and, and that there's a process to it. Um, and, um, you know, people are, 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 are fully aware of what um, what's at stake, right? So it doesn't what what's most important in terms of the dog personalities, right? Is it's not necessarily what kind of personality are you. It's can you gear your can you gear your sales presentation and your prospecting to the personality of the other person, right? Because if the other person is a golden is a German Shepherd, right, and you're a golden retriever or a pit bull, right, your German Shepherd isn't going to make a decision right on the fly. They're not going to buy right on the fly. You know that you're going to have to provide them with a lot of information in order for them to make an informed decision. Um, if you're talking to a golden retriever, you want to gear that conversation towards, you know, how is this going to benefit your employees and your family? Because that golden retriever thinks their employees are family, right? Those are family-owned businesses. They have great benefits. They take care of their employees. Um, if you're talking to a Jack Russell, at, if you finally get them to nail nail them down on the on the, on the calendar because they haven't 
canceled out <laughs> 20 times. You want to you want to veer your your presentation on like, okay, so when we come and talk to your employees, how is it going to be fun? Right? How are we going to make it fun for your employees? And if they're a pit bull, you know, they're they're just okay, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Right? They don't care about the process. They don't care about anything else. It's like, yep, go ahead, come on in, let's do it. You know, um, so it's really about ensuring that you develop each of those characteristics within yourself and understanding the other person that you're talking to so that you can gear your presentation as a new insurance agent um, to that person that that you're presenting to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karen. Hey, look, for, for all of those personality types who want to get in contact with you and uh, speak to you more about New Hope, speak to you about opportunities, uh, maybe to you know enter the industry, maybe with some questions. How can folks get in contact with you? Um, the easiest way is just go to our website. It's newhopebenefits.net, N-E-T, newhopebenefits.net. Um, and um, you can reach out to us through our website. And um, um, I think our, all of our contact information is up there. Um, so that would be the easiest way to reach us or info at newhopebenefits.net um, is our email address. And uh, I'm, I, I'm a, I guess maybe I am a little bit more of a golden retriever. I want to help people too. So, you know, if you're looking to get in, you don't know how to start, um, you know, give either one of us a call. We're happy to help. Uh, if you're looking for new opportunities, I know who's hiring. <laughs> right. <laughs> information about Mayhu. Um, and Nehu, I'm happy to chat about that um, and, and get you in the right place for that. Um, and uh, yeah, anything any of our listeners need, um, if you need to get connected to your local Nehu um, uh, uh, chapter, I can tell you how to do that. Um, so I'm always available to help because at the end of the day, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, they're going to help you get what you want. So, um, so we're here to help. Great, great words from the late, great uh, Zig Ziglar as yeah. well. Absolutely. Right. A, a, thank you, Karen, once again, for coming on, sharing your time. And uh, thank you all for listening and sharing your time or watching this video if you're watching it on YouTube. And maybe you heard something, regardless of the type of dog that you are and your personality that made you think maybe you should get a license. Until the next time, take care. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Same to you.